Yeah, like, I'm starting to, finally. It took a while, but yeah. Chicago's good for that because it's got, you know, all the suburbs surrounding it, and then, like, Iowa, Wisconsin, all have, like, clubs that are good, but they're not, like, uh, it's like New York and L.A. Yeah. Part of the reason I moved to Chicago before moving to New York, which is where, you know, I think hopefully I'll end up there before too long. Yeah. Um, but Chicago is... Uh, great for comedy, but you don't have to worry. I'm like, I'm not competing with like Dave Chappelle on a weekly basis. Yeah. It's a great like. Dope live another episode of Adversity Kings. So we have today. What's your first and last? Eric Emerson. Eric Emerson. Okay, yes, awesome. Sir. So stand up comedian down from the city, Chicago. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. How's your day going, bro? It's a good day. It's been a nice, chill Sunday. Stayed up too late this weekend, so yeah. taking working it easy. or just partying? Uh, working on Friday. Really nothing yesterday, just uh, just hanging out. I had one show yesterday that was fun, and then just went home, and I didn't push it too much last night. Yeah. Just stayed up late. And so Friday, you pushed it Saturday. Saturday, hit, hit the one, up. and then I was about to go to just do a second second spot just for the... Uh, for practice and then i was like I, I was i was up too late friday night and yeah took it easy yeah what got you into comedy oh man uh so before i did comedy i was in uh bands very very shitty bands can we curse you know yeah okay. absolutely okay. <laughs> very few people listen uh, <laughs> there we go uh the ultimate freedom yes uh, <laughs> uh so i was in bands for a while and i don't know i mean like i was funny and stuff before then i always liked being funny like in class and yeah was into funny stuff I never considered stand-up as like an option for s stuff to do, um, and then one of the one of the bands that I was in, uh, I came back from like winter break my junior year, and like the guitarist and the bassist were like mad at each other. They weren't talking, and I had this moment where I was like, "Why am I trying to manage other grown men's emotions yeah. and relationships?" It was I was like, "You don't get paid enough for this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, "We don't even have a drummer. We're not even a." band all the way you know what i mean yeah. like this is too much for you know and then uh so i just kind of like let go of that and uh and wasn't doing anything and then somebody in one of my classes was like there's a talent show at the at the local bar yeah that you can sign up and do whatever you want and they were like you should try and do comedy so i signed up and did that yeah and uh you know i don't remember it super clearly but uh but it went okay and i just sort of like you know, I didn't, I didn't really consider myself a comedian right away, but then I, you know, I passed another open mic like a couple months later and I was like, Oh, I did that once. And I went in and did it. And then it just, it snowballed from there. And then eventually you're doing it, Yeah. you know, 12 times a week or whatever. Now, are you more of like a freestylist or do you like spend a lot of time like preparing and writing bits and things like that? I would say compared to most in the city, I'm, fr I'm more freestyle than most people yeah. in Chicago. I like crowd work. And I like riffing. I like making stuff up in the moment. Um, Chicago did teach me how to write because that's a you know big important skill that yeah you know um, that a lot of you know I feel like a lot of people who watch it casually don't really you know a master comedian you're not really thinking about how well written it is it comes off yeah you know what I mean like conversation when you're stuff. watching it it looks like it's just coming off yeah and then you find out how much time some some, some goes into it put. but then you'll also find you know, people that are just like, they're just freestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just need to smoke a blonde or drink, drink a beer. And then they get out there and they just kind of, they have like points and, and then they just kind of go. Yeah. You bop between the points and stuff. I yeah. like that. I mean, it's uh, Chicago did, it taught me how to write, which was important because I wasn't structured enough 
in I'm from North Carolina originally. That's yeah. where I got started. And um and in North Carolina, I they think just beat up on Duke, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. UNC wins. Woo! Right there we go. That was very divisive amongst my high school friends on Instagram. Yeah. I've been I've been out of the loop for a little bit, and then that got that was getting the the sorority girls heated up. Yeah, they were getting excited for that. That's dope. But uh, yeah, my parent, my folks went to UNC, so that's where I was. Oh, okay, awesome. Rooting for them. Um, but anyway, in North Carolina, the the comedy is so uh, much less concentrated that you get, I get more stage time yeah. than I had material, so I had to fill it. Yeah. that's where the I think the riffing and off the top of the head stuff came from. Yeah. And when I moved to Chicago, it's so much more competitive that for the first two years here, it's like I never got more than five minutes at a time because yeah. you're open mic or a guest spot. You're not yeah on a on the label anywhere. So that was when I really had to like shut up. You don't have time to riff. You got to learn how to make things funny as quickly as possible. And then once I sort of passed through that gauntlet and started getting booked for longer times, then I got to I got like the privilege back to start messing around again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of been the trajectory so far. So who's the biggest person you've opened for? Biggest person I've opened for would probably be Shane Gillis. Does he have specials on Netflix? His special, he put out a self-produced one on uh, YouTube. Okay. He was the guy who got fired from SNL, famously. It was his Oh, uh, okay. What did he get fired for again? For like uh, an offensive podcast clip. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, That'll get you. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> it comes for everybody one day. Yeah. That's, everyone's We've got definitely, the, like, if we ever blow up. Everyone... <laughs> everyone's got, got the some. backlog yeah. yeah we've got some recorded and we just pushed them out there and i was like everybody else is doing it yeah so exactly it, send it um but he's he's pot i think it got like four or five or six million you know some yeah three three to say i forget exactly but it really blew up and he's uh he's one of my f- like favorite newer comics yeah and uh working with him was awesome because it was like uh you can tell he's still new enough to being a big name yeah. that he like remembers what it's like to be the host. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And the feature and stuff like that. So he it's was like not too far removed from like that process of like the trenches of like, you know what I mean? Late nights, early mornings and like getting those yeah. small, small spots in and bombing and shit like that. Yeah. I feel like some of them, some, I don't know. I don't know if those big names bomb as much, but I, I always hear him talk about like, you know, that, that up and coming game of like, traveling and road trips i don't know if you do a bunch of road trips yeah like, i'm starting to finally it took a while but yeah. chicago is good for that because it's got you know all the suburbs surrounding it and then like iowa wisconsin all have like clubs that are good but they're not like uh it's like new york and la yeah. part of the reason i moved to chicago before moving to new york which is where you know i think hopefully i'll end up there before too long yeah um but chicago is uh, great for comedy, but you don't have to worry. I'm like, I'm not competing with like Dave Chappelle on a weekly basis. Yeah. It's a great like rent price to stage time ratio where I don't have to worry about like, Hey, come to my local show. Or if you want, just go down the street and see Bill Burr, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Or Louie or somebody like that. Yeah. So you still get, you get good stage time and you can make the argument. You probably get better a little bit faster in New York because you have to compete yeah. on a higher level. But, uh, you know, for seven fifty a month and, you know, five or six clubs in driving range. Chicago's a good, yeah. it's a good, it's a, it's the best B city for comedy yeah, in America. Yeah. Now what, now was it strategic for you to go from North Carolina to Chicago? Did you know you were always going to do that? I, I, I think I beat myself up a little bit about not being, go, not going to New York. Like, what are you a pussy? You're not going to fucking just, you don't want to go hack it in the big city. Yeah. Um, and then I thought about it and it was like, if you want a CEO position, you don't just apply for that right away yeah. you, you you know 
get a middle management role and you work your way up or whatever. Yeah. And it's not, you know, um, I just did my first like real trip to New York recently and it was great, but it was also very like eye opening a little bit where you're like, well, this is the, this is, you're walking with giants out here. Like these are the, the big leagues. Um, but no, I mean, it just happened that uh, a lot of North Carolina comics were all around the same time. Like let's move to Chicago. If we all go at the same time, we'll kind of have like a friend group. Yeah. Um, people to split the rent with. Um, so when I moved here, I was like sleeping on a futon in like the living room of a, it was a, it was an apartment that was advertised as a two bedroom. In reality, it was a one bedroom with an office and we yeah. made it into a three bedroom. We yeah. put like a curtain up over in, in front of the living room. And, uh, I lived there for a year for like paying like 330 bucks for rent or something like that. Yeah. Cause we didn't have jobs or anything like that when we yeah. moved here. So yeah, I had to, it was very, it was good to move up here with a group of people that you like knew. Yes. Um, and then everyone's sort of, you know, gone on to find their own. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the beginning of every endeavor. I feel like I've been in insurance for like five years now. Like first, I think three years, three and a half years I lived with somebody and then I moved into ownership mm-hmm. and I bounced around in a bunch of apartments, blew a bunch of money <laughs> and, and now I'll stay a majority of my nights at the office. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, the lease here alone is close to 15,000 a month. So it's like wild. I think people see, you know, like as you're working your way up that, you know, you'll notice more will come in. You know what I mean? Your mm. income will go up, but you're, there's duality to everything. You know yeah. what I mean? As things go up, you know, your expenses go up also. Yeah. And, and there's different adversities and, and different things in life. And it's, there's just, it's just duality with every, every, you know, great thing. There's a great price. Yes. There's a great cost. Yeah. So, yeah. I saw that a lot when I went to go visit New York where you're yeah. like, like this is definitely where the best comedy I think in the world takes place. Be like the rent's higher. You be competing more. You yeah. got to be bringing the A game more. People are going to be, uh, like they're going to judge you harder because you're compared now to like the next level of peers or whatever. Yeah, I definitely I, I feel that. Yeah, it's nuts. So you grew up in North Carolina. What was that like? It was it was great. I love it. I mean, like uh, if I if I, you know if I ever blew up to be like you know world class all time still like having a house in North Carolina was I loved it. It was you know normal suburban life yeah. middle class good big backyard played in the woods caught frogs yeah chased snakes oh that's kind of cool it's bb like guns me. yeah i grew up in arkansas so like we lived on like a farm you there you go frogs snakes lizards the whole deal yeah i think it makes kids. for a good childhood yeah being able to go out unsupervised go explore the go yeah. walk around the lake and stuff like that yeah get fucked up by something outside yeah 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 yeah, yeah, learn Push a, it off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you fall on the skateboard, you got to walk home. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. So, did you have siblings? What were your parents like? What was what was everything like? Two little brothers. Yeah. Um they are they're both uh like skateboarder. They both got into skateboarding. They were definitely they're like closer. Yeah. Just you know, based on interests, I think, growing yeah, up. Yeah. Um so uh they hung out with each other more than I hung out with them. I kind of had my like separate yeah friend group um and both parents are in medicine so boy i hope comedy works out <laughs> yeah so are, are they, <laughs> they the doctors or are they pharmacists or uh they're they're both doctors uh but my mom now works in like uh clinical research trials and stuff for yeah. pharmaceuticals and my dad uh doctor he was actually the doctor for the carolina hurricanes for a long long time wow the hockey team so yeah i was there when they won the stanley cup in wow. 2007 2008 that's nuts. Um, and he started his own practice and, uh, and now, 
um, has opened several different like, yeah. you know, business endeavors in the medical field. So who are you closest with in your life? In my life? Yeah. Whoo. Uh, girlfriend, definitely up there now. I've been seeing the same girl. First, like real relationship I've had in like seven years. I was yeah. single for a long time. Um, since college, I was single. So uh, she's probably closest. It just, you know, like FaceTime every day. She's there for the ups and downs of the comedy and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and then, uh, local comedian friends, I would say it took me, it took me a while to like uh, nail down a friend group in Chicago. I went yeah. through, went through a couple, like trying to figure out, um, not only like who was a good friend to me, but also like learning how to be a good friend to other people is when yeah. wasn't something you really have to consider when you're like in college and you're in a dorm and your parents are paying for the, you know, like, uh, now did you drop out or did you stay? I graduated with a degree in sociology, okay, which set me up for absolutely nothing. Yeah, what's that lead into? That leads into they don't even suggest a career for you, like, there's yeah. the, 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 the professors aren't even like, well, you could do this or this. You graduate or that. and they give you like a suggestion list of like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're basically like, here's all right, yeah, they're like, here's all my opinions. Now get out of here, get, yeah, get out in the world, go, f- you know, figure it out. So, uh, yeah, it really, I just fell into that. I didn't have any, uh, direction in college really i was just kind of scrambling but um you know i don't know i almost joined the marines right before college yes watched like one episode of the daily show and was like never mind i'm a liberal and then like i was very influenced you know by and then by the time i'm out of college i was like i hate liberals there's my whole class is liberals you know what i mean i was just bouncing from like i feel like back and forth for a long time most people that that i like kind of vibe with are kind of like these in-betweeners that don't want to associate with like almost any party or yes. any party because everyone's like stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's almost like, you know, everybody takes it so serious that they, they end up, you know, not realizing that, you know, we're, we're like dividing amongst ourselves. And yeah. We're trying to fight each other. It's like, yeah, exactly. And that's how it was shit. like, cause in high school and college, like I, I wanted, you want that like group acceptance so bad. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's that was something else that came with like trying to find friends in Didn't Chicago. Didn't Carolina just flip? Wasn't it a blue? It might have been. Did it just flip to a red? I barely pay attention. Yeah, I yeah, I've, I've, you have to tune out if you yeah, want to stay. I don't know, like what, like the same. only time I know, like what states or what is when there is a presidential election. I'll be like, oh, we're doing this again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's and people talk about it in like weirdly like uh, definite terms. Like yeah. I heard somebody, I think on stage was like, oh, you know, sometimes I I have to leave. Illinois and then I'll go to a red state and you're like well Illinois is just blue because of Chicago but like as soon as you're outside of Chicago it might as well be a red state yeah absolutely and and when North Carolina was a red state where I grew up was bluish because it was you know suburbs close to the colleges close to the the cities and stuff like that so yeah people like to really draw lines around it and that uh yeah that's what would drive me nuts you know I'd be like in high school there's like conservative kids. So it's like, Oh, I want to be liberal. I want to be the anti that. Yeah. And so then you go, and then in college, I'm like trying to run around, find liberal friends. I'm like, never mind. This is annoying too. Hold on. I'm going to go. And you just bounce back and forth trying to like, and then eventually you throw your hands up. You're like, I just got to figure out what I actually think. I got to stop seeking the acceptance of like a group out there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So you graduate. And then when did you kind of get turned into comedy then? Mm. I uh, I did my first couple of shows 
the, the last year of college. So I did like uh, two and, or three and shows. Those were those stand ups in North Carolina. Yes. Those yeah, open yeah. mics. Yeah. So that was like, I started, I had a philosophy professor who uh, was the reason I got into stand up like seriously. He was uh, like, he was into comedy. He wanted to teach a class on like the philosophy of comedy and shows and television and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, the university didn't let him start the class. So he was like, well, I'm just going to start like a, a club for students. And he asked me to be like one of the members of that. And so, uh, yeah, that's how I got into it seriously. And then I did that for a year in college, about a year and a half in central North Carolina after I graduated and then moved here like about a year and a half after college. So who do you look up to the most in comedy? Uh, God is, I mean, Louis CK was probably like the, the rock star for me. Didn't he get, he got me too canceled for jacking off. Um, which you know you on the I, phone or well, I always hear bits about it. Yeah, I heard I heard on the phone. I think somebody said that he like blocked the door, and then it came out that, that was false. Yeah, and then it was so I know I never came up with a a clear definition of yeah. what exactly happened. So, uh, but personal flaws, character flaws aside, like he, when I I think I saw him on like Conan, and that was probably like. It's like the first time you hear like a band, you know, yeah. you're listening to like top 40 hits all the time. Yeah. And then you hear like a band that's like, oh, that's my sound. Like, I, I like how that. Yeah. And then you go, then you become like a hip hop guy or a rock and roll guy. You know, something pulls you off into that yeah. direction. Louis was the guy who I was like, oh, I like, I'm like into comedy. Like, that's a Was cool. it his vibe or was there a bit that kind of like caught you and like you really were like, that's. I think he, was, he had this bit about uh, like complaining on an airplane. Yeah. Do you remember that? Did you ever see that? So. It was like, it blew up. It was like one of the first things to like go viral. I think like Conan put it out. It was like an interview with Conan. Yeah. And he was like, uh, something to the effect of like, you know, I'm on an airplane and everyone's complaining about how shitty it is to be on an airplane. And, uh, you know, like Wi-Fi goes down on the plane. The guy next to me is like, can you believe this? And I'm like, you're on, you're sitting on a chair in the sky. You're going to get to LA in five hours. It used to take 30 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, something to that effect. And I was like, oh, shit, that's smart and funny and like, you know, a way that I never thought, yeah. you know, looking at through a new frame. Yeah, yeah, perspective. Yeah. Um, and then since then, you know, I went through Patrice O'Neill. Have you ever okay. watched him? I don't know if I've watched any of his specials. Ooh, he's uh, He passed away. It was one of those uh, like wow. gone too soon yeah. things where he was like, he was respected by like every, every major comic respected yeah. him because he was like his he was very his whole thing was like honesty yeah and so he was like he would pick fights with people he'd like walk audience member he'd be like 25 percent of you should leave when i get up here because like if the whole crowd likes me then i'm not doing my yeah. job right um uh he's great and all his albums on like itunes and stuff are fantastic uh bill burr norm mcdonald What's the Bill Burr special I've watched a couple of times? Is it the Paper Paper Tigers? Paper Tigers, great. Oh, have you watched his one in black and white? I don't know if I have. What's that one called? Oh. Uh, damn, I forget. If you go on Netflix and look for it's in black it's filmed in black and white. I may have seen a, like the beginning of it. Yeah. It sounds somewhat familiar. That one had a few bits in there that were great. Um all time. And then Shane Gillis is probably my favorite favorite current guy yep. to watch and he's on youtube more than he isn't on netflix yet no yeah yeah. i okay. think it'll probably take a little bit for him to yeah you know where's he based out of new york new york yeah he's okay. from uh philly originally okay and Dope. now he's in new york Dope. i was in pittsburgh for a while oh nice yeah so i guess i guess with with your inspiration from from these people do you now 
do you have a favorite bit that comes to mind or is it the the airplane bit from from uh louis ck i mean that was like the one that like right like kind of the same way if you go back and like listen to your like the bands that really shook you up in high school you're kind of like oh that was then you know not that the bits dated or anything but it's like his his newer stuff i think is uh is really good his last no second to last special um but it's been i've been more impressed with people's like natural humor it doesn't have to be like necessarily like rift or made up or whatever but i'm not as i'm not as into like the technical writing of the joke as some people i'm more interested in like the if it if it feels natural and funny and like true to their character and you know what i mean i feel like there's a i don't know why there's a divide because there shouldn't be you know both things are are interesting but like there's sometimes you're watching a comic and you're like you're like that was technically a good joke like it was well written, yeah. But it, it it didn't felt like it didn't feel like something you cared about or that was like interesting to you. It just felt like it was smart. Like you were like more clever than the audience. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like you just turned a phrase really well. Yeah, or something like that. Not as smooth. Yeah, there's something like almost uh, robotic about it. Yeah, where it's like, um, you know, it, it would never change venue to venue or year to year or something like that yeah and i'm impressed by good writing but i just that's more what gets me is like like the energy and the vibe yeah the personality and the nat like the natural here it doesn't have to it can be fully scripted yeah but if it feels natural like almost how you wrap it up present it and deliver it like the entire delivery of the yeah yeah i like it coming together as like a full piece yeah i don't necessarily want it to um like if you handed me I don't want it to be something that anybody could do. That's the way yeah. I should put it. Cause I, I like good writing, but I don't want it to be like, uh, if you just wrote this script and handed it to somebody on the street, they shouldn't be able to do it as well as you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's, uh, been something I've been, I've been chewing on recently. Now, do you have a mentor in, I have people who have like, uh, really who've got push, push me in the right direction. Yeah. I don't know if I have like, no one's really taken me under their wing yeah. comedically. I think hopefully that kind of happens. I think a lot of people get a chance as they get, um, as they move up in comedy to like feature for somebody go on the road. Yeah. Um, like, uh, you know, people, some of the people who are like blowing up now are like people who like were David tells openers on the road or something like, you know, like other famous comics, um, took them as their openers for like years and that's how you get good. And you, but um, there's a little bit less of that in Chicago because there's not as many, yeah, like uh, national headliners here yeah. to like take you places. But I had comics who pushed me in the right direction. A uh, buddy of mine, Kenyon Adamcheck, who's a local Chicago comic, very funny. Yeah, um, and he's also from North Carolina. I was uh, when I came from college to Raleigh to the capital, where I, you know, when I, I was doing college shows all the time, and I had way too much of an ego because I was like. It's so it was like it's the easiest to be the funniest of five people doing comedy. <laughs> yeah. Am I at school or whatever? And then you move to a slightly bigger scene, which is North Carolina. And I like, I I showed up to a, like a open mic in like flip flops and shorts. Yeah. And he like he made fun of me till I like, and I, I you know I pushed back because we were like going back, but I just net quietly never wore shorts on stage again. Yeah. Because it's like you know kind of a faux pas or whatever. Yeah. Um. In the in the business, but he uh. But yeah, it's, that's one of those things where it's like, I, I, I think of that very fondly where I'm like, he was a good enough friend to like point out 
when I was, it was, it wasn't just there to pat you on the back. He like yeah. was pointing out when I was doing something that yeah, made me look criticism. stupid. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, I think might be where, uh, I think comedy has got a good, at least when you're with good comics, it's got a good, yeah. uh, it, it, it should be like that. There yeah, should be a lot of poking and prodding, you I know, feel like with anything, you know what I mean? I feel like it's like iron sharpens iron. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. That's exactly right. You know, if you, if you just kind of, if you're surrounded by individuals that are always patting you on the back, you're never going to get better. Whatever you're doing. Yes. I mean? It doesn't matter. You got to find somebody that's doing it better than you. Yep. And, and be open to that coaching. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially like in our industry, we always tell people like, you know, if you want to be successful in sales, you got to be hungry, humble and open to coaching. But that's pretty much every fucking thing. Yeah. You know what I mean, like you got to be hungry, you got to be humble, and then you got to be open to coaching. If you're not getting that fucking coaching, you're, you're done, dude. Yeah. Peter's out. That's part of the, the inspiration for like the move to New York where you're yeah. like, you know, you're just putting yourself in like in the, in, uh, making yourself a, a small fish in a big pond again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think in North Carolina, it's not like I, I wasn't like, I'm not huge. I'm not the biggest guy in Chicago. I wasn't the biggest guy in North Carolina, but every time you make that yeah. transition, who's the biggest in Chicago who right now that's uh, it's tough. I'm sure different people would have different answers. I think uh, Pat McGann, have you heard of him? No, he, uh, he started Netflix. opening for, uh, he just filmed something. I don't know what it, or maybe it was, he recorded an album or a special. I don't know where it's going. He was uh, opening for Sebastian Maniscalco. Okay. For a while. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's, and he's like building or built his own career after that. Um, so he might be technically the biggest and there's, you know, people who are like the most often cited by the other comics in Chicago, like Jeff Asmus is shut down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bring me in and then I'll point out like slightly more successful comedians. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get the (laughs) ring. No, don't. Um, what about you? What are some of your favorite bits? You know, and I know with, with comedy, you can't really release too much of your shit. So I don't know if you've recorded, you know, anything or anything that's like you want to. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, your favorite shit you've done in your material. Well, uh, but don't uh, compromise your shit. You yeah, know? no, I think it's something. This is some of the fun. Here's stuff that's it's not it's not ready for the state or, you know, I'm building it yeah. now. But I think it's funny. Yeah. Is uh, I, I just thought of this last night at the show, which is that like I was a nerd and I was a nerd in high school and in middle school and stuff. But you don't, uh, you know, I like my my two friends in uh, middle school is like guy with a bolo tie, guy with hearing aids. Yeah, like that's the crew I was running with, yeah. which is a pretty, you know, we're bottom yeah. of the barrel guys. Yeah. And then somebody was like, uh, "So who are you?" And in my head, I was like, "I was nobody. I was the main character. What are you talking about? I didn't have a thing." Yeah. And then you look back. Oh shit! I had a thing. I was like the guy with the Lord of the Rings book or the guy with the Lego. You know what I mean? You're Dude, like, I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! That's my all time like favorite. I was like that weird group of like cool as fuck bully but nerd that nobody knew about like oh there you go like, that's it, a good place to be we- no it was a weird place to be because <laughs> i would beat the shit out of kids and then i'd go home and sleep with my mom like <laughs> 14 15 like nobody knows like nobody's gonna listen either so i don't give a fuck but but like nobody knows like i was like but i love like the hobbit i don't know if you got into the hobbit i yep. read i read all those books the books were better than i love the movies though too i'm i have such low standards for movies <laughs> i just went took uh, our office today to go see Mar- morbius i don't know if you're into marvel I, I'm not. I'm not a huge superhero guy. That one looks interesting, Damn, though. Bro, yeah, was it Morbius good? was good. Yeah. So Morbius was fire. Do you? Well, do you like Game of Thrones though? Since you like Lord of the Rings, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I know I need to watch it. Yeah, it was fine. one of those things. This is what happened with Game of Thrones: is that I had a buddy who loved Game of Thrones, and he was like, "You got to watch it. You got to watch it." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll get. I'll get to it." And then one day we were at his house, and he was like, 
all right, guys, I, we're watching Game of Thrones. We're all like, I know I don't really want to watch anything right now. Like, let's hang out. And he's like, no, guys, you got to watch. And then it, it just started it on the wrong. Like, I wasn't in the mood to start watching it. Yeah. And so then I put it off. I love Vikings, though. I love the Vikings. Vikings and was a fun show. And they just came out show. with uh, Netflix, Vikings of Valhalla. It was all right. It was okay. And then, I mean, it's so hard to live up to the original Vikings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one was, that came out like right when I was like in college and definitely. Really, that boosted my testosterone for like two oh, years. <laughs> you have to be careful watching that. Anybody that watches that just immediately is like, yeah, I can go out and scalp somebody right now. Yeah, you start picking fights you can't win because you're <laughs> yeah, like, oh, absolutely. dude, I'm. it's back to being main character in your head. Where you're yeah. like, I'm main character. Dude. I absolutely. see the parallels between me and like Chief Viking, yeah. Chief Ragnar, whatever. Yeah, you're like, Ragnar. You're like, that's me, baby. And then you go out and like mouth off and you're like, I told him. And you go home and you're like, you no, never that. mind. I was just trying to be cool guy in my head. Yeah, I, I stay in my head with Chicago, especially with all those stories I hear. It's like I, I don't even like try to look wrong at people, especially with the driving. I've I feel like everybody just has some type of like you know Glock forty just sitting on their passenger seat, just yeah. ready to blow. Dude, my I'm 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 scared. Of my I moved to a, so I was this is my first year without roommates. Yeah, and uh, so I, I got a great deal on a one bedroom, but where I can afford a one bedroom is like O block. It's got <laughs> there's some it's got some grit. There's I think 32 or 38 shots fired like outside my apartment like at Every the night. at the beginning of winter. No, it's not it's not crazy, but there was like one where like Every I checked fireworks. this <laughs> exactly. Like I checked the citizen app the next morning. I was like, "Whoo, 500 feet away." Like yeah. Like 38 shots or something like that and uh uh yeah, it's got some I, I definitely I'm 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 playing it safe in this neighborhood compared uh, to the last you have spot. To. Uh, they're coming out with a show on Amazon, the ring before the mm. ring or something. I, uh, I'm tentative. The it's Hobbit movies, my, I, I got, they made me nervous cause I was a purist. Yeah, dude. So my buddy, he's, he absolutely, he's actually the first podcast that I recorded and he runs this media company. So mm. I, I, I basically pay him. He has the media company. He hire he subcontracts and hires out guys like Aiden that runs the podcast and uh but he loves lord of the rings but he loves lord of the rings so much that he doesn't like the hobbit yep. that much that's you know me I mean? yeah the because I, li- I like the book but it, it was too much deviation yeah so. too much little artistic license and i uh yeah i've been i've been uh so he's skeptical he's skeptical about the show yeah he's like what he's i was telling him i was like dude i'm excited as fuck for the show and he's like well how was there a ring before the ring or something and he was like already picking it apart yep. and yeah and i was like Dude, can you just enjoy it? Like, lower your standards. Like, this world sucks. Just fucking lower your Take standards. Take it down. So, yeah. Yeah. Bring your standards down so you can enjoy life like the you know the rest of like us. everybody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, I I I I do that in theaters. If I pay like eighteen dollars plus twelve dollars for a small popcorn, like yeah, I will find something that I like about every movie in theaters. Yeah. I don't think even movies that like, if I saw them on Netflix, I I would like turn it off five minutes in yeah i'll leave there you know like 32 dollars in the hole and be like the special effects were solid though like that's yeah. good but uh but yeah my, I, my dad read me the hobbit as like a bedtime story yeah we read lord of the rings together and uh it was that was like me and my friends would like you know make wooden swords when yeah. we were like nine years old absolutely you have to so i'm, I'm very guarded about it but Star you're, Wars you're, is the same deal for me. Star, Star Wars, Wars. Star Wars was huge. I didn't me. get into it to the same extent, but we we had a good, we had a solid like year of Star Wars yeah, in there. That somewhere. was a bad main character in the head type deal because I would start to feel like you know what I mean. I had the force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try some motherfuckers. <laughs> really push it. <laughs> yeah, like really push it. Guys, we're not. You're like, yeah. <laughs> real, didn't work. R- real, really push that. What about? Is there any other movies or shows you really latched onto? Like any ones that are like, 
I'll go back and rewatch. Like, uh, I, I got a real bad habit of like, now for some reason, I, I don't start new stuff very yeah. often. I like, uh, but because I think it's like between, you know, day job, comedy, I'm out most of the time, girlfriend, day, like, every, you know, I'm just out more than, yeah. uh, you know, like somebody who's like working a, a, like a nine to five, I can understand being like, oh, I got off. I want to see something new. I want to take in yeah. a little stimulation. I like it's probably unhealthy, but I just keep my brain in like a pickle jar between, you know, like between shows and yeah. stuff like that. So I'll go back. I re I've probably watched Futurama like 10 times. Futurama's funny. It's yeah, it's yeah, just Futurama's a good funny. And I've seen it so many times that I can like fall asleep to it. I'm not worried about missing it. I'm, a, I'm that way with like family guy. Same. Like, yeah. yeah. But I like family guy more than Futurama. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think Futurama was, uh, it's, Easier for me to rewatch because there's fewer seasons. I just didn't fuck with the girl with the one eye. You know, the one eye threw you off? Yeah, it just threw me off. <laughs> it wasn't you know sexy I mean? enough? Yeah, see, I like wanted to like be a tr- Like, I was at that age where I was like... Oh, yeah, you, know you know get what it. I mean? Like, it kind of ruined it for me. Because, like, you know, you just start, you know, watching, you know, crazy-ass shit. Yeah, like, you start trying to... You're, yeah. Now you're was, looking for that? Yeah, now yeah. this girl had one eye, and I was like, oh, fuck. Man. You either get into it? No. You either get way too into I, it, or you let go? Yeah, yeah you're like... <laughs> You're, that, that's where you like go down that dark path. Yep. You start yeah, you start looking, looking at anime shit. porn and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That can... Actually, the dude, Peter, if you listen to the first podcast, he got like busted. So he runs this media company. He got like busted as like a, like a middle school. Like he was a genius, tech genius. And he built like an anime porn like website in middle school. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Built the website. He built a website. That... Had it disguised. Because he was making so much money in middle school from his anime porn, had it disguised because he was like using his dad's computer or something. Yeah. Uh, under some other, you know, website or something. Yeah. Where he was able to like get away with it. You know what That's I mean? That's bananas. It was badass. That makes like, you absolute kingpin of middle school. Oh like the my guy God, who dude. controls the hentai pipeline. Yeah, dude. That that's that's Scarface of middle school. Absolutely, dude. I don't know what happened to his brain, but he was like octopus dicks, and I was like, that is disgusting. Yeah. It's just all over the place. Just tentacles. You gotta fight through it. Because I played I played uh Morrowind as a kid. Do you okay. ever play that? That was uh, like two two precursors to uh Skyrim. Okay. So they have like it sounds familiar. It's uh it's great. I mean it's I a, like those type of uh those type of games though. Yeah. It's like third person type of deal. Or first person oh, okay. you, you can like switch first between first and yeah, yeah. It's uh more when it's it was it, I mean this is total sidetrack, but if you like games, it's kind of from like this weird like uh golden era of games before they were like for the masses. So you still have to like work really hard at it. Because yeah. it was made for like super nerds. Like yeah. In Skyrim, like if you get a quest, it gives you the marker and you just walk towards it. Yeah. In Morrowind, it was like you have to, you like read the book and it says like, you know, 12 paces from the old oak tree, go north, northwest, find the rock that looks like a hand. You know what I mean? It, yeah. You have to like, I kept like a notebook when I played it as an adult. Yeah. To like keep, anyway, as a sidetrack. Like guidance. Yeah. But to bring it back to pornography, <laughs> perfect. Uh, the uh, there's like the cat people and the lizard people. Yeah, and those were the ones that in the early game they didn't have to uh, put underwear on them because they didn't have like genitals. Yeah. So you know, there's probably probably a good six months where you're like, you know, you kill like the lizard person, you like loot all the clothes off them, and I was too young to like know what to do with it, but yeah. I was like, hot, yeah, naked body. Look cool. At you, look at your lizard tits. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah, exactly, and then you're like 12 years old. You're, 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 you get to like middle school, you're like. This can't be my thing. No. I can't. Yeah, I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta I gotta go to another level. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, just so, just in case anybody finds out. About a fork, this. a fork in the road here. Yeah. <laughs> you have a real decision. You're like, I can't be lizard porn guy. It can't be. I think that was fantasy like, porn. Like middle school, like the the GTA strip clubs were like. Yep. That was like, oh god, what's ha- like? Is anybody watching? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. There was a strip club in the morning game that was like, you go in and like close the game room door or whatever. Yeah. That was funny when we first got a computer like a family computer before there was like laptops and everyone had yeah. their own computer and stuff because uh, i was me two brothers dad mom so you can rule out mom but like i went to the computer and was gonna google something typed in h and like first search history thing was hot girls or hot women yeah and, like there's no way you could ever figure out who did that that could have been literally <laughs> yeah. first family computer yeah that's absolutely. it could be in everybody's a suspect absolutely it could have been the youngest brother could have been dad yeah. you never know yeah just googling hot that's so funny to think about like google comes out you're like you can search anything like yeah. hot girls yeah any no just hot girls so from from just overall stimul- well first off what's your favorite game then since we're talking about games is it the Morrowind? Uh, I bounce around. Uh, I, I probably logged a ton of hours on Medieval Total War Two strategy okay. game. Uh, and recently I've been playing Age of Mythology. Another, it's like an old like it's from like two thousand one. Age of Empires. It's, it's exactly like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Age of Mythology. Like Is Age that Empires. Mythology. Yeah, it's got uh, you pick from like Greek, Egyptian, Viking, and which one do Chinese. You pick? I bounce around. Yeah. I, I like the. Uh, I used to like the Greeks a lot played as the Vikings a lot, but now I just try and bounce around. Um, you know, it's to collect the resources, build an army, try and yeah. fight the computer or whatever. And that, that one has a special place. Cause me and my college roommate would like play it together. Yeah. And so we'd just stay, you know, uh, just crush Lay's potato chips and yeah, you know, Lay's with that, out. that, uh, dip, that French onion Ooh, dip or anything like that. Yeah, the sour cream and onion chips. Cream, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. The dip is. Insane. What about you? What are you playing? I'm not playing any. So I haven't done much. You know, just building up, you know, my business over the last five years. But I will sneak in. Oh, like every year, it seems like I have a little more time for like stimulation. You know, yeah. for things. And really, the only thing I like is movies. But I do like. I did have. I got the. I want to say I got the PS Five. I got it like as soon as it came out. I paid the twelve hundred dollars. I was one of those sites. Yeah. And I got a bunch of games. But I spent most <clears> of my time playing. I spent like a week, like just playing Vikings Valhalla. But there you I'm go. Running the business as well, and that's anyway. I get up anywhere from four to six thirty, and I'm up till nine. So it's like, if I was, I was now cutting my sleep down to like three, four hours. So I was like, so, it was fun, but at the same time, it wasn't like I wasn't getting enough joy for me to keep doing it for the time that I do have. Yeah. But I imagine five years from now, I'll probably probably pick up you know whatever new systems out. Yeah. But can, I miss Age of. I'm, I was literally thinking about Age of Empires all the time. I'm like, all I need is a computer system for yeah me. those are easy because it's that's you get easy. steam it's like 25 bucks for yeah. the old strategy games or whatever it's it's easy but that's good i mean i got i like but movies uh, is my thing i'll yeah. definitely do a movie a week oh wow sure. yeah for nice sure. i'll definitely do a movie. what is the big movies for you i've got like a favorite list of like 40 right now yeah and i'll do rewatch fall asleep things like that but my favorite is true either troy or king arthur legend of the sword okay so troy's that that old I mean, it's that's Brad Pitt, yeah, right? Brad yes. Pitt. Yeah, yeah. And then it's you. If you read the Iliad or the Odyssey, it's just uh, that Trojan War. Yeah, you know what I mean with yeah. the Trojan War horse and everything like that. You got Achilles. So yeah, love I'm a that movie. big history guy. I like. Yeah. I like those movies. I talk with that a lot, dude. And uh, Troy and pretty much King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, Scarface is up there. You tell Scarface. There you go. Scarface Classic. And all that. Oh yeah. Those are like my top. 
top three right there. Those are good. all superhero movies, though. I'm real big. I was going to say just Marvel, but I realized I, I like any superhero movie. I, I like really lower my standards. I really love movies. So Yeah, like, just take them all in. Not, well, I mean, if it's cheesy, I'm not going to do it. Like uh, um, Liam Neeson's, or I think it is. is. Is he the one that says, uh, you know, I'll find you and I'll kill you? Is that the, yeah, Taken? Yeah. I have, a, I have a specific set of skills. Yeah. That one. So he just came out with a movie similar to that, and it sucked. It was cheesy. So, but I, I did finish Like an it. action flick? Yeah. I feel like Everything's they get. pretty much, that's pretty much all he can do. He, like, painted himself into a bubble. Of, like, yeah, I felt like that happened with, like. all he can do. Especially with the eight, like, the stars hold on to that, like, persona yeah. for a long time. Yep. Where it's, uh you know, like, and, and I didn't see it, so I, I won't shit on it too hard or anything, but, like, the last Rambo one, where it's, like. Oh Rambo six or whatever. Yeah, I thought and he was gonna die in it. Yeah, he's like seventy years old and he's still winning. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, it's uh, you know, and I didn't see. It could have been a fun movie. I'm sure. I it think was... he broke his neck in the movie or something. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I, like, they, I mean, these guys got to juice up and like pray and drink holy water. Yeah, they got to give him whatever they give Biden to keep him yeah, <laughs> up and running the whole time. Literally, dude. I mean, they put one of those Energizer bunnies up their ass. Yeah, just yeah, a little lithium. Yeah, dude. It's like, a little oh, spark plug. Let's just hope he makes it through this scene. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much the gist of it. But I, I definitely believe you gotta you gotta find a balance of some form of stimulation. But I definitely think your first two to four years of business, you. Like whatever you're building, your endeavors, your pursuit, you pretty much gotta like lock in. Yeah, there, there, I didn't do shit my first first two years outside of just. That's a good good time. That's a true timeline because for yeah. Chicago too, it's like, you know, uh, I don't I don't think I got like booked for like a paid spot for yeah. like two years from North Car- moving to North Carolina to here. It was like, yeah, go to open mics. How many can you fit in a night? Uh, for two years straight. So you're just like stacking together three minute yeah. chunks of stage time in like bad locations, you know, like I, I didn't have a parking space for most of it. So I was on public transportation. Oh, so yeah. I didn't like lose my spot on the street or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it was just a real like meat grinder for two years where there's no time on the, at nighttime, you know, every now and then you get a day off work and you can like chill yeah. in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah. But I don't think I, I took like many nights off stand up unless it was like, you know, if I had a day job or something at the time, what's your favorite place you've performed? Uh, I just did, uh, some guest spots for the first time at the stand comedy club in New York, Wow! which was, uh, so you went up to New York then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just cool. made my first trip there about two or three weeks ago, three weeks ago. And, uh, that was probably the most like, um, like, like I watch, you know, I watch people do it here. You know, yeah. like I watch clips of like my favorite standups yeah. and stuff here. So that was a cool experience in Chicago. Uh, the comedy bar works me a ton. Um, and so that's probably what I would consider like my home club. Like yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable trying new stuff there. Uh, I'm there a lot and um, we'll be there a lot, you know, for the remainder of my time in Chicago. Any big names come out of there? Uh, not out so much, but you know, people are starting to trickle out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Chris Higgins is a really funny Chicago comic just recorded like, an album on the comedy bars. Yeah. Like they made a new label for albums. Um, so that should be, I think, yeah, that's out. So that's good. Uh, and then I, I run a show on Thursdays at, uh, Zanies with some of my, um, you know, co-producers, friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And the Zanies, uh, both the Zanies locations are like fun. They're very well built purpose built comedy clubs. Like they've been there for, 
like 50 or 60 or 70 years or something yeah. like that, however long, 1980s to now, 30. What's 40. the biggest audience? Was it in New York? The biggest audience was uh, at like a, uh, not a theater, but like a community center, almost, like a an event venue in Iowa. I think it was like 300 wow. people or something like it, 350. Was that a dope experience? That was cool. It was featuring for Dan St. Germain, who's very funny, also a New York guy yeah. up there with like Shane Gillis and that sphere. Um, and that was cool because that was also like one of the, I had just started doing like 20 minutes about when that, yeah when the, and I was like a 20 minute set. So it was cool to like do my, it was like a new experience to be doing like a longer set and it was in front of like a huge crowd. So that was a very cool, like double, yeah. double whammy. Now out of, I guess really out of all these exciting shows, I'd like to also like go to the opposite side. Like what's your, Ooh. what's your worst experience? Oh man. I have a, I mean, you stack up a lot, yeah. early, especially early on, because like yeah. there are some there are some that are bad, and uh, it's the fault of it's like it's a poorly run show, venues bad, or yeah. you know like comic before you fucks up, and then you have to like pick up. There's plenty of that, and then you know ninety percent of the time it's like you just fuck up, and then like the rest of your night is ruined because you're like fuck, yeah. why did I do that? Why did I do that? I had a few. I mean, the worst the worst one. It's not particularly. It's not a not a super funny story, but it was just like, uh, you know, frustratingly bad where I got, I was put on this show. It's like a week. I'm, I'm not a big pot guy or whatever, but I, yeah. I know there's no, I don't hate it. It's just not my, yeah, my not number one scene. Yep. I got put on this like weed themed show. It was outdoors. Uh, people like brought like their, their moms. And it was like, a, it was an audience of like mostly stoned Stone people. Moms. Like, yeah, it's like South side. So it's like an, a crowd that I'm not, I don't yeah. perform, but I mean, I, I've done South. I'm not that, that, that by itself is not a great yeah. excuse, but everyone's stoned. People are like with their family. And, uh, so, and it's outdoors. So there's a lot of weird variables going yeah. on. And I brought my girlfriend to the show, which is, uh, which is usually fun, but sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're like, damn it. Uh, but she was there and, uh, I went up and I was just excited not to be, I've been hosting a ton, which yeah. is you know, when you're the guy who opens the show and introduces all the comics, which is a great skill to develop. And I'm happy I, I get to do it, but it's not what you get into comedy for. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to be like the number one host for their whole career. Yeah. You want to get good at it. You want to do it. Um, it's a great skill. But uh, anyway, so I was excited not to be hosting because I'm, I'm not carrying the weight of the show on my back. So I'm trying, trying new jokes. I'm being dirtier. And uh, I'm not bombing, but I'm not doing great. It's yeah. kind of a middle of the road, you know, 50-50 show. Uh -huh. The joke, some of the jokes are too dirty for like stoned people with their with their grandmas outside. Uh, but everyone can tell I'm I'm fucking around. Nobody's like getting offended. They're just kind of like, eh, this isn't really our specific brand of humor. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, it's like a 50-50 show. I'm like, yeah, shrugging it off, getting off stage, sit down next to my girlfriend, and then. Uh, I guess a like a producer or somebody from the show is like going to do a guest spot, like a five minute spot in between comics. Uh, it's like a newer girl and she goes up afterwards and is like, my girlfriend's also stoned for like the first time in like six months or something yeah. watching the show. And the producer goes up and is like, with all the seriousness of like, like let's take a moment for the troops is like, I don't think I can start my set until I address the foul things that last comedian was saying in front of his girlfriend, who's like right there in the audience. 
and is like points my recently stoned girlfriend out in front of everybody is like shitting on me. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and I was like, uh, you know, and then she proceeded to struggle because it made the energy weird, weird. in the show or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we leave the show and like, you know, Jumper. girlfriend's upset, you know, and she's like, and you know, she's, she's like, why would she say that? And by the, of course, by the time you get to the car, she's like, well, some of those jokes are a little, you know what I mean? It starts yeah. creeping in and then that's a, uh, <laughs> are we out of time? No, we're not out of time. Okay. I have an alarm for everything. Um, I'm supposed to eat. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. So that was just a, uh, you know, it takes like two days to bounce back from that. Yeah, where you're like, yeah, the jokes are good. They just didn't like them. The yeah. producer of the show clearly didn't get it or whatever. Yeah. And then to try and like, you know, get your girlfriend to be comfortable coming back out to shows after that is like, yeah. that's a multi-step process. We're like, no, no, no. People don't do that at like, that's an exclusively a problem that will happen at like an outdoor weed themed, yeah. you know, uh, one-off kind of show thing. But that was probably... That threw me for a loop for like a month, you know, because I was like, you start going through, you're like, are the the jokes aren't bad? Are the, are the jokes bad? Yeah. And then you're like questioning that and you're trying to rewrite them. You're like, no, they were good. I'm not crazy. Like, oh, I'm not crazy. You're, you know, you have to go back yeah. and forth in your head and run the simulation a hundred times. <laughs> I think that's probably, that was probably my least favorite yeah. comedy experience. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. I could only imagine. That just sounds like a weird setting. Stone parents. Yeah. It was a very, kids. yeah, it was just a, it was unfamiliar territory. And then, yeah. And then the, uh, the, the onstage, the onstage heckle afterwards. Now, just do the, you get worried after what happened with, uh, Chris Rock and, and Will Smith? <laughs> I saw someone on TikTok. Like some com comedy uh, comedian just posted, like someone like charged the stage. Yeah, I'm sure that they're gonna I mean like, I don't think like has that opened up a door for people to just come up and start uh, punching? Dude, I, I hope not. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm, I'm like up. I'm like oh well, yeah I'm like well, I'm 170. I'm skin and bones. Yeah, I got bro. if somebody runs the stage, I'll be like, with my flat oh, Stanley dude. up there, dude. Yeah. They'll just knock me down. I uh, I hope not. I mean, like I don't think I think it's. It's funny, you know, like to play devil's advocate, I, it is funny to watch like comics who don't, who don't work. Like it's not their job. They're not yeah. moving in a direction to, towards success in comedy. Be like, well, now I'm just wondering if I'm safe. It's, I'm like, you're fine. No yeah. one's charging. Like no one's charging you at the craft brewery show. <laughs> right. You're going to be okay. Yeah. No one, at the, no one at like the stoned at the stoned outdoor show is going to charge the stage. You're yeah. fine. That's not, but I do think that it's like, there is a real thing like for comedy clubs. I think there is a real, I understand why clubs took it seriously. Cause they're like, we, you know, clubs get the widest variety of, uh, of any of the places you can do comedy, a club, a comedy club will get the widest variety of people. Cause yeah. it's like fans of the headliner or fans of comedy that's the best audience that you can hope for, right? Is people are just into comedy in general. Yeah. But then, you know, that's that's not a majority of people in most audiences. It's not a majority of people in the United States. You know, it's a niche. Yeah. It's a niche interest to be like into the minutia of comedy. So, you know, 50% of a lot of shows until you're like famous, famous are going to be like people who got a group on, tourists from out of town, people who Googled like things to do Chicago. You know what I mean? Like, that makes up a huge portion of the audience mm. uh, until you've built your own crowd, which is what everyone kind of is, is working towards. Um, and, and when you're dealing with that, then you're dealing with a lot of variables like, you know, people 
uh, idiotically, you know, like just trying to do something that they saw happen on TV. I feel like that shit was kind of staged. It might. I don't know, but I, I've heard it. I've heard it put out there. I couldn't tell you. I'm not smart enough to deduce it. I'm. I, I feel like he seemed genuinely know. shaken up. I don't know, dude. I, I and I don't even know if it's a level of intelligence. I think <clears> it's more of like everything going on in this world. You know, I feel like it's more like just propaganda. You know what I mean? It's like why? Because you got to think of how sheepish. You know what I mean? The entire world is like. Yeah. How easy People would do. it be? You know what I mean? How easy is it for us to, you know, influence hundreds of millions? I sound like Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I can say hundreds of millions of people in the world. I was about to say in America, and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> You're pulling a Biden. You know what I mean? Is there even? Like, yeah. I think there's like how many people are in America? Like, I think it's three three hundred million. million. Yeah, yeah. Joe Biden was like eight hundred. <laughs> eight hundred million people died from COVID just in St. Louis, Arizona. <laughs> like what the fuck? But but seriously, it's like you know, it's so easy to influence such a large percentage of, of people and then then you come to find out there's some like court case going on for like some some like major political figure for like for some type of like child pornography you know allocations or things like that and it's like with like scenes and shit yeah. like that and it's like oh, oh simultaneously will smith slaps chris rock in the face yeah yeah it might be a little wow. misdirection over <laughs> yeah, here look at this like, oh, look away this is the one Aliens. thing <laughs> oh wait Chris Rock got slapped in the face. Base. I'm not, I don't know. This is the one. That this was a is, fun game. I'm sorry to interject. Do you ever remember that alien game with like, it was like Paul or something? Oh, where you ran around and like blasted yeah, stuff you like on like PS2? Shit. Yeah, it was like PS2. My, my buddy had that. I didn't, I never played it, but I watched him game? play it. It was fun. Was it called Kill All Humans? I don't know, but it was fun and I. it was, it had to have been something around that concept. Yeah. What you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, dude, I can't. I just remember going over to James McNatton's house and watching him play that before I had. We didn't get any uh, consoles. We got no game consoles till the Wii, except for computer. Okay. My, Wii my was parents. Kind of fun too. Yeah, Wii yeah, broke dude. my parents in because they thought it was. Destroy all humans. There we go. Was I was so close. That's a blast from the past. I want to get that game. <laughs> yeah, check it out. That's a good way to blow off some steam. Yeah. After a long day. Fuck you guys. <laughs> But this was, and another comic said this, so I don't want to steal, uh, steal valor here. But somebody made a good point that it was like, uh, if it was staged, the, a good argument against that is that that would be a hard sell for Chris Rock because it didn't really. I don't feel like it's going to move numbers for him that much. It just kind of makes you look like a bitch in front of everybody. Yeah, that's my one argument that I heard because it's like, will I, I, so I had a, I finally had a TikTok thing go viral. Let's Woo! go. Uh, viral, whatever. It got get it like eighty thousand, ninety thousand, something like that. So, you know, it's yeah. and it's still ticking up, sort of good. But uh, but when I, I so I was putting like the hashtags in, and I did hashtag Will Smith, like three. You know, it shows how many people are yeah talking about it on Instagram or whatever. I think three point six million hashtags for Will Smith. Yeah, and then I go to do hashtag Chris Rock. It's like three hundred thousand. Yeah. So I was like, it didn't really move the needle for Chris Rock at all. And he kind of, I mean, like, I, I'm on, I would be on like Team Chris Rock or whatever. But he just kind of looked like he got schooled, and you know what I mean, like yeah. not schooled, but like, uh, I think if it was gonna be like, uh, I think if it was staged, if I was Chris Rock, I'd be like, all right, he can slap me, but I gotta have a zinger afterwards. Like, I gotta yeah. come off looking like I, uh, you know, like we both gotta know, walk dude. away. He really, I think you kind of get burned by him saying. I, I taking the humble route of like, hey, look, sometimes comedians step out of line. It is what it is. 
I give him forgiveness and I'm not pressing charges. I feel like that's the yeah move. That's like stoicism. Yeah, he mean? does so come off. Like, he does come off with now a, he's all stoic and like all humble and like wise beyond his years and just like he almost like ultimate bitches will. Yeah, he comes out. Well, he definitely comes out like looking. He looks. He comes out clean no yeah, matter what. Dude. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't have. And because now people are like mad at Will. Like apparently he had some movie that was going to drop on Netflix. They put that on hold. Ooh. I heard there was going to, you know, this is one of my favorite movies too is I Am uh, I Am Legend. Yeah, that's a great one. I've watched that a couple an, times. They think they were going to do an I Am Legend too. So I can imagine it's like, and I think he got stripped of the Oscar. I don't know. I think it takes him forever to win Oscar. So I, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, he finally won the Oscar. Thing. And that's crazy. I mean, like not like letting him come up on stage afterwards is, was not, you know what I mean? Like where it's yeah, like, uh, think about what, like if Mel Gibson got up and that's another thing people have said, like Sean, any of the classic crazy Hollywood people. Yeah. Like you have to imagine that they would be like escorted out. People would be like, Oh, you know, they're crazy. They're drunk. Like yeah. Will Smith got like 50% of people were like, Will Smith rules. Like, hell yeah. Like he stood up for his wife or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, it, it was a weird so weird. It was very bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way, the way, it, like the way it, uh, the cookie crumbled there. Yeah, so was, weird. Was very bizarre. Dude, it's it's all weird. You know what I mean? It's like Will Smith slaps Chris Rock and COVID disappears. <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, you know, what the fuck is going on? You don't. You never know who's pulling the strings behind that. Yeah, that'd dude. be interesting. I don't know if that's, but I do feel that way about things aliens. in general. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah alien. They're like, oh, I think we got a photo of aliens, and then it's like Epstein, yeah. Epstein kills himself over here. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's. I feel like everything's run by the families or something. He's got a, or something. That's a new. You know, talk about new jokes. I got a. This is an idea for a joke, which is that like the the conspiracy theories that the world's run by yeah. billionaire pedophiles. That's the yes. Epstein Island thing. It's like all the lights are on, all the businesses are in business, all the cars move. You know, because there's yeah. at least elite billionaire pedophiles. It's like that's no good. But if that's what's keeping the lights on. <laughs> Maybe we just let those 10 guys keep going. I don't know. I mean, it's that. <laughs> Do you. As long as shit's working, as long as we we eat. Yeah, because the, the, the way the joke goes, like, that's kind of been the dream of every ancient civilization. Because, like, in ancient Egypt, like, Rome, Greece, where they, they were all sacrificing young virgins, hoping the food would get here quicker. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of did. It kind of, yeah. that's kind of what happened. Yeah, we got Bezos up there, and now yeah. we get two day, free two-day delivery. Yeah. Uh, obviously pedophiles, billionaire pedophiles, boo. No, he supports. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's annoying when the audience is looking yeah. at you like, wait, are you being serious? And you're like, no. Yeah. That's what I love no. where, where Dave Chappelle's like, now I'm a comedian. Yeah. These are jokes. <laughs> you have to really walk them through it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, really like, he makes you feel like, but he does it in like a way where you're laughing, but like, he's, he's like calling you like everyone stupid. He's like, these are fucking jokes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know when it's. I'm not. I haven't been doing it long enough to like have witnessed the switch, but you can feel it pushing the, yeah. or the, the where it's like things just require such mo more explanation than you want. Yeah, dude. Because I was watching old specials. I watched Eddie Murphy Raw. And yeah, it was like nineteen. And I mean, he was dropping the the, the hard f word. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, I remember that. So and uh and I was like, dude, if if a I feel like if a comic said the, the that like as many times as he said it, yeah, they might be like in. Yeah, that's all. But that's all behind the Patreon wall now. That's yeah. all. That's oh all the God. special episodes. Like I don't even know. If, I think I feel like I heard Tony Hinchcliffe say it though at this at this last special. Yeah, like some of these guys. If you just you just run full full uh you know full steam ahead, you can, you know 
get away with it and shit like that. That's an interesting thing. And it's happening in comedy, but I bet it's, there's probably a metaphor for it in business as a whole, where I think things are like moving away from like, and I don't think it's good necessarily, but it's got its pros and cons. Like things are moving away from there being a few mega stars into there being like a hundred medium stars. Yeah. Cause, and I think that's, that comes from like started with Netflix, but now people like are doing YouTube specials and stuff like that. And people are putting out stuff on Patreon and making their own money. And I feel like back in, you know, like when Louis Burr, Norm Patrice blew up in, you know, nineties, two thousands, whatever. Yeah. Um, those were like, you had to be so you had to be so good at whatever you were doing that like HBO would be like five million people are gonna want to watch this on our channel or whatever it used to be before everyone got subscription services. Yeah. And so you like people had to people had to do it for twenty five years and then they'd get a special and by the time they got a special at, you know, fifteen to twenty years in, it was like a ma- every special was like a master class because there's only like ten a year yeah. coming out. And now it's like, you know, what was it? Like 2019, Netflix did like a special a week or something like that. Dude, there's so many specials out there. You can't keep up with it. I feel like if I just hardcore watch these the next 10 years, I'll be a comedian. <laughs> you got there. Well, the thing is I'll that now be the ruler. <laughs> people will get their special when they're like 10 years in. And so the specials it. aren't quite as good, but people are trying to get their own audience. Yeah. So people are like the, the quality is, I don't know if it's dipped down or if it's just that everyone's more niche. Yeah. Like. Everyone's like, all right, my demographic like is into this. So like, uh, you know, like I'll go over here. I'll start a Patreon $5 a month. If a hundred thousand people, which is a small audience compared to like, yeah. uh, you know, like NBC television or whatever, but it's like if, you know, 10, even 10,000, that's a really small audience. If you're talking in America, yeah. but if 10,000 people will pay $10 a month for your stuff, then that's you're you you're making a living. You know yeah, what I mean? You're making five, what that's a is that a million, hundred thousand, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But so it's kind of moved in this way where everyone Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everyone's Biden and ass. Yeah, yeah, get the numbers right. But everyone's moved into these little camps where they're like, All right, I'm I'm like the far left socialist comic. I'll go over here. Yes. And that more than half the country can hate me, but that doesn't matter if twenty percent of the country will pay for it. Yeah. And same with like Right way, and it's not even all political, but like people who are clean will go to like Dry Bar has got big from putting out exclusively clean specials. Yeah. People who are dirty will be like, "Hey, this website won't is no, it's, there's no censoring, so come over here for my stuff." And so it's yeah. really dispersed itself into like all these little camps, and it's like people who are, generally aren't comedy fans. Like I'm a fan of all comedy. People yeah. are like, "Oh, I'm a fan of like I like comedy, but only if it's done this way, only if it's done to my tastes." Yeah, yeah. Which uh, might be bad for stuff overall, but it's good for middle level comedians because yeah. then you find your audience, you can start making a living with it. Yes. Earlier than you used to be able to. Yes. Yeah. Food. What's your favorite food? Food. Oh man. I talk about what I like. I'm a foodie. Yeah. I like movies. I like games. Let me think. I love comedy. Favorite. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm a big diner guy. I like going to diners. Nothing wrong. Twenty four hour diners. You can find some wrong diners, but it's harder to find a bad diner. Than to find a bad, nice restaurant, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I mean? I'll find a shitty, nice restaurant, but it's hard for me to find a shit like a good, like small mom and pop shop type of diner. Yeah, good old greasy, greasy spoon, fucking amazing. Ooh, food, the the diner grill in Chicago. You make it in the city a lot? I don't. I try to stay away. That's fair. Yeah. If you if you shot. 
<laughs> if you're in there in a safe part of town, like, you know, nice north side is this uh, 24 hour diner grill unreal and the uh the california burrito there which you wouldn't even think to order at a diner yeah dark horse candidate for best burrito i've had in the city where is it it's called diner grill diner grill Diner Grill. it's uh, what's all in it it's uh i get it with you can do steak or chicken i do steak uh steak uh you know like the taco veggies cilantro uh lettuce french fries avocado uh, and it's served with like the green, creamy, like pico de gallo sauce yeah. or whatever. Oh my god, shit sounds fire! It, cheese like yeah. melted in there, and the guy who like if you go late enough, the uh, there's this guy, the chef there who's like, dude, he might as well be like a Hindu god with like eight arms. Like he's just like, he's on another level. He's like cleaning the grill with one hand, cracking the egg with this hand, taking an order. Did you ever watch like it just? I don't know why it came to my mind. You ever watch like Dragon Ball Z? Way back in the day, I haven't oh, seen okay. it forever. Okay, it's just like he just goes to a new his final form. Exactly, you know, I'm thinking of this guy going to like some final form. He's just kamehameha and he's fucking burritos. Yeah, exactly, and everything he's just turning out gold the whole time. It's yeah. unreal. Um, and then uh, I like I like the sushi Thai sushi and Thai food. You know what I mean? Can't like a nice wrong. yeah yeah you good can sushi. Go you wrong. can go wrong. That was you easier can go to go very wrong. Very wrong, but you find a good sushi yeah, place, sushi Thai in Cary, North Carolina. You ever go? Do you ever have you ever been to a sushi bar where like it's on the rotating? No, but I want to. There's one right down the road. It's not that expensive. It's like I don't know. What it just like. comes around. It just goes around, dude. That's a blast. You pay like per plate or something. Like when you pull the plates off. Oh, and you get like charged. Colored. You know what I mean? It's like two dollars, three dollars, four dollars, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a blast. It's fire, dude. What about you? Favorite foods? Man, I've got so many different places that that I love to go. I consistently go to the Capitol Grill because they 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 know what I like. I have I hired a nutritionist, and I'm I'm real big on excellence, pursuit of excellence. So, but I'll eat anything. I'll absolutely eat anything. Today was a cheat day, so there you go. You know, I fucked around. We went saw that that movie, and you know, I think we spent you know 14 million dollars just getting <laughs> movie food. We got we what's your what's some big nutritionist takeaways? Because I it's, I'm getting to the age where I'm like I can't keep coasting on high metabolism anymore. Yeah, yeah. So really, I, it's hard because I feel like every individual is different. But what I'm consistently on right now is six ounces of meat, basically four four times a day, and the the, the breakfast is just six ounces of bison, and uh, it's just a bison burger, and I don't do anything else though with it. And uh, then I do for one o'clock, I'll eat six ounces of smoked salmon with just 125 milligrams of white rice and vegetables, like 100 milligrams of vegetables. Do that again at four o'clock and then six o'clock uh, or seven o'clock, I'll do uh, another six ounces of bison and 125 milligrams of rice. Nice. But he'll he'll switch up the carbs and we'll do reefy days and cheat days and taking fats and things like that and there's different supplements but yeah diet's 95 percent of it you don't even have to work out and have you can have abs you know what i mean like i've been i'm in the best shape of my life i've always i've always been pretty cut up but like i'm doing no cardio and i look better and feel better and, and everything yeah like that. but getting a getting six eight hours of sleep naturally boosts your testosterone um so that's good for just that hormonal balance is good for just everything your digestion and, and just everything that goes with yeah with, with that with with that system i got so much catching up to do because like, especially with like comedy stuff dude the, yeah. the the lifestyle around it is is rough because oh, it's like yeah. especially when you're new vampires yeah yeah you're out late yeah alcohol is always around yep. uh so you got to like learn how to moderate that 
Alcohol, you, weed, those are all attack the testosterone. Yeah. L- staying up. Well, you just need to be on, it's their circadian rhythm. You know what I mean? So yes. Just, yeah, your that. brain just loves, your brain loves rhythm and systems. You know what I mean? So just finding yes. a ritual. So even if you stay up fucking late, just sleep two to eight, sleep two to two to 10 consistently. And then yeah. eat at consistent times and just be as consistent as possible with your intake and minimizing the, like, there's just a lot of bad chemicals and like try to stay away from like, wheat and gluten and shit but you gotta you gotta mix it in there because you don't want to become intolerant because yeah. if you're like if you, if, if you get so hardcore in your diet that you become intolerant to like gluten and dairy then yeah. you fucked yourself for life you know what i mean yeah you now you're you never eating eat cheeseburger and then you you know what i mean it's like you just got out of like the holocaust <laughs> yeah you're shitting you know like crazy yeah, yeah it's like you might a lot of holocaust survivors they died from when when they yeah. were rescued because then they were the the individuals that were trying to take care of them were given like a fuck ton of chocolate and shit like that yeah and like all the nutrients were so like foreign just foreign and just too much where it just like they internally combusted yeah you know I, mean? I heard about that yeah so it's like you know you eat carpet and like dirt for <laughs> yeah. years so it's like, I have a mini version of that problem where it's like you know like especially if I'm like on a terror shows things are going good I'm yeah. happy with where my act is at. Things are fun. I'm not overthinking it. Yeah. I'll do like three weeks where I'm like, I'm hitting diner grill late at night. I'm having drinks with the buddies or whatever. And then you hit that wall like the last week of the month where you're like, fuck, I got to turn it around. Like I'm yeah. exhausted. My body doesn't feel good. And then I'll go on a health kick. But my body has been so used to like, then like, you know, the fucking, the acai bowl touches your system and your body's like, what? I don't even know what to do with this now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you have uh, a salad and your body's like, I don't know. I don't I remember acai. what this is. I'll oh, say he's like my biggest cheat meal. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a good place that I, I order it from. Like if I have like a cold or something like that, yeah. I'll just order like an acai bowl and like just way overspend getting every extra like vitamin, protein, yeah. I have like algae. A, I have like in. a subcontracted like medical company that hires doctors. And so I'll order like, basically you have to inject it yourself. It sounds kind of fucking, <laughs> sound like a heroin act or something right now, but like, you can order NAD and you, you can What's order that? So NAD, I don't know what it breaks down to on the scientific terms, but I'm sure if you ask, like, your, your parents probably know. But, yeah. But, I mean, as, essentially between NAD and then BPC, they're peptides, what I'm going to name now is BPC-157 and then TB-500. And they're it's called the Wolverine peptide. And ultimately, it's, it's all immune assistance. Gotcha. And you basically just take an insulin needle, inject it into your stomach, and... I haven't been sick in like five years. It's expensive. Like, yeah. I'll spend like 500 to to $1,000 on like re-upping on, but I'll, I'll inject it Sundays. And like, especially with me traveling a lot, but like, I do not, like I don't get sick. I recover. I, I work out anywhere from like, it, I average anywhere from like 12 to like 14 work, almost like two workouts a day, 12 yeah. to 14 workouts a week. And I recover like instantaneously. That's you know awesome. I mean? So it's like, but it's, it's, it's from, some Joe Rogan shit. It literally, I try to. It's like I try to do exactly like what Joe Rogan does. Yeah, basically, Joe Rogan is the truth. Everything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a, the uh, that's kind of the gamble with comedy as like a career. Where I'm yeah. like, dude, if I can if I can get it just to the level, if I can, you know, like working on starting the starting because that's the that's the like hustle side of it now is that yeah since everyone's found their own audience, people are like trying to uh, you know like do the agents managers stuff like that aren't as powerful as they used to be because yeah. so many people are trying to put it on themselves yep. which is you know again pros and cons but like 
if I can get the Patreon going, get the social media kicking, yep. go YouTube channel, whatever it is that I'm, I'm working all the angles. Uh, if you can just get it to where that's the big, the big, big gamble with comedies. If you can get it to where it's your full-time job, yeah. then your days are now like the amount of times I'm like, I feel like shit. But if in yeah. five years, I, my only hours of work are like eight to midnight. Yeah. Four or five nights a week or, you know, even seven then nights a week. you're just investing in rest recovery and working on your craft. Exactly. The rest of the day is like work out, think, read, feel good. Yeah. Video game cheat day, yeah. travel, see the world. It's like, you know, and if it never works out, then you're like, well, now I've been working like middle, middle of the road day jobs at least somebody, plus comedy at least on the somebody side. somebody laughed. Yes. Yeah. You're like, well, yeah. I, I hope the back of the bar like that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the amount like where I'm. Yeah, you're like in five years, dude. If I just had that whole, if I had that those open days, five yeah. days a week, to to work on stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just sitting there like it's a whole different game. Yeah, you're just sitting there like shitting out a frozen pizza. You're like one day, oh, one day this I won't be a problem. Those Tostino's pizzas growing up. Ooh, the, the pizza rolls. Dude, well the pizza rolls, but also like the four, like the, the just the circle pizzas. You just cut them yep. into fours. Yeah, yeah. I would throw just the Ameri the Kraft American cheese slices. I'd throw an extra slice on each before I put it in the oven, and it'd be extra cheesy. It'd be That's fire too. Brilliant. It'd be like golden too. Like it wouldn't be too fucked up. On top of that, it reminds me of one of my favorite. I call. I would call it like a superficial diner, and they should have them in North Carolina. The Waffle Houses. I love. Yeah, love Waffle House. That was like a, tr a tradition. Fire. Yeah. You can't go wrong there too. But I've only had one bad Waffle House. It was some weird place. It wasn't like in Orlando, Florida. Oh uh, yeah. And they just had. This is kind of sad. That's what's well, not even kind of sad. You know, it's really sad that roller coaster accident. Oh that yeah. Kid, dude, yeah. That's insane. That was. I think that was Disney World. I think that was Orlando. Uh, it sounds right. I, I just so. heard about that. that shit yeah. was insane. You, now you said uh, reading. You have favorite books. I know we talked about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, Lord of the Rings is the all-time favorite book. Uh, ooh, one book I'll recommend this. Great read. Uh, Archie and Mahitable. Yeah. Old book from like Prohibition era. Yeah. And it's just a wacky. Uh, it's kind of funny, but it's also sort of like heavily philosophical. Yeah. And it's uh, from the perspective of a cockroach that lives in like uh, in New York in a newspaper editor's office and every night he comes out and hops on the typewriter and like leaves a note to the yeah. newspaper editor and Mahitable, that's Archie and Mahitable is the cat that he talks with. And, uh, so there's no, like you have to get good at reading it because it's written as if you can only top, there's no capital letters and there's no punctuation cause he yeah. can't hit shift. Yeah. So he just hops from like thing to thing. And, uh, it's like the cockroaches view of, people and he talks to other bugs yeah it's supposed to be like it's the soul of a of a dead poet that's in a cockroach yeah and uh i've read unique. that a couple times yeah you can knock it out in a day or two you know yeah. if you're really reading it it's incredible it's super unique in the philosophy and it's it's a good perspective switch like the yeah. louis joke it's a good yeah yeah look at things from the other side and then uh I'm trying to think of some other books that i've read i i you know i like um like folklore and stuff. I'm reading like a book of old Irish, like the history of Irish folk tales and stuff like that. Yeah. Ghost stories. Have you ever seen the the movie, uh, get the Irishman? No. It's What's a good that? movie. I mean, it's basically like an Irish gangster. You know what I mean? Oh, it, nice. It's good. It's, it kind of has like that, uh, good fellas kind of vibe, but an gotcha. Guy. The, uh, my the YouTube's games. recommending a lot of Peaky Blinders clips. So Pe I, I got to watch that. It's kind of, I mean, it gives like a similar vibe to that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, 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 it's dope, dude. I really like that movie. It's a great fucking movie. You got book recommendations? 
book recommendations. All the books that I've I haven't really read any uh, fictional books. Everything I've, I've I mean I've read a fuck ton of books, but they're all self development. Yeah, and like financial literacy. I was looking through some of them in there. Yeah, I remember I was, reading Art of War. Yeah, Sun Tzu's Art, Art of War was good. good. Art of War is good. Um, but if you're asking fictional, uh, what well, I think the only books that I really got into was um, what 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 was the it's Greek mythology and uh, Percy oh, yeah. Jackson. Oh yes, yeah, so yeah. The Percy yeah. Jackson series I really got into. I liked the uh, the Mockingjay. I liked that. Loved the Hobbit book. Yeah, that was fire. I thought it was for. I mixed it up. I thought it was multiple books. It's one book. They made multiple movies out of one. Book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the book though was absolutely incredible. Love the love the book. Um, I guess you can consider the Iliad and the Odyssey fictional as well. Those yeah, I love Greek mythology. Is like up there for me. Like number like if like. Some of my favorite movies, you know, are, are Greek mythology related. You know, like uh, the Clash of the Titans and yeah, you know, things like that. So, watching the like, you know, big, big into history, the ancient Greece and ancient Rome stuff is like fascinating times in history yeah. where it's yeah, like absolutely. it's it's still ancient, but people are like you can tell people are starting to like come online for the first time and like yeah. think and postulate and stuff like that. Yeah. It's very those that that era of history. I watch, you know, I. I do so many podcasts and like YouTube videos about history yeah. and stuff like that. Wikipedia deep dives, yep, things like that. Those are, yeah, there's a lot of good, especially if you start looking at things like metaphorically. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of good, like life lessons to take out of those. Yeah. Alternating perspectives is key in life. I like to try to find every angle of perspective. You can kind of look at from, from different situations, circumstances, past tense, present tense, future. And yeah, I think that just helps you like just truly live life and, find that peace you know what i mean because it, it really allows you to because when you're when you're alternating your angles of perspective you're putting yourself in a position to really internally reflect mm -hmm. and then kind of decide on how do you want to perceive life from a past present and future tense yeah and you start to realize that peace happiness and success and joy and everything it, it's never going to be found and measured externally it's all going to be found and measured internally yeah you know what i mean because you can get rich as fuck and be like you know you know unfortunately like you know, I think of like Robin Williams off the top of my head. It's like you get rich as fuck. Great example. Something's something's missing. You yeah. Know what I mean, and you don't want to be here. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't truly measure that as success. You know what I mean? It's like whether I meet somebody that, you know, that has a dollar or has millions or billions of dollars, it's like, you know, how happy are you? you yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. So I just got this great book. I'm excited. I I'm gonna dive into, you know, a lot of just way more in depth psychology development over the next uh, next year or two, I feel like. I just I like to pre-order like 20, 30, 40 books because I, I usually read about 50 books a year. So Woo, it'll fantastic. It's all I have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's literally all I have to I get paid to just get smarter. You know what I mean? In regard to self-development, everything that I need to do needs to be pretty, pretty non-fictional related because I need to be able to get people to think bigger and believe in themselves and, and persuade and sell and convince and yeah, with consulting and things like that. So everything's tied into my ability to communicate inspire ignite those dreams and and things and individuals and see how what angles i can do that but i'm excited because this book i picked up i think it was called the uh the mystique of happiness or, or the the mystery of happiness or something and looks dope dude you know what i mean yeah looking at it and it's like you know happiness is found in the in between you know everybody's kind of looking for you know objectifying happiness on an external level so many people want to you know, paint happiness as, you know, a certain level of success in a career or yeah. a place they want to go or an idea of a relationship they, they're going to desire to possess or whatever it might be. But it's it's a combination of pursuing, you know, those things, but, mm -hmm. but simultaneously acknowledging 
internally just just this peace of within of yeah of just this pursuit is where i am happy yeah you know i mean and then living in that happiness and engaging in that energy it's an energy you know more than it's uh it's not a destination if you think it's a destination you're fucked yes i think that's a uh people are really looking for the high highs with yeah. happiness not like that's something that i've really come to terms with a little bit over the last I mean, you kind of had to during the pandemic because mm. everyone's locked. It was boring as hell and everything shut down. But uh, Zoom like, comedy shows. Oh, my God, dude. As, yeah. 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 A lot of that. A lot of parks, pickup yeah. trucks, stuff like that. But like, uh, yeah, trying to find some peace in the like, that's like people get it. People get it twisted when they're like uh, talking about they're like, well, look at the Scandinavian countries are the happiest countries. It's like, what well, they actually measured, I think, was contentedness, which is yeah. a, a different I think deeper yeah. thing where you're like uh, happiness is like those. That's like, you know, winning a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Having the best show, making a sale, that's happiness. Mm -hmm. And it spikes up and you chase that spike too much, but contentedness, that like low hum, that yeah. background, like, you know, the feeling of like, if this, yeah. Like if this show doesn't go the way I want to, it's okay. Yeah. My career doesn't end. I always if, tell everybody they need to have a fucking mentality. You know what I mean? If it, yes. If, if you get paid and it goes well and you blow up, awesome. If you it, don't, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta, yeah. You gotta find that pursuit that you're that yeah. you're like. You could be on your deathbed being like, all right, I I tried doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went out doing when I was. Well, I that was go out on the sword. Go exactly, out, yeah. die by the sword. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go out on your sword, not somebody else's. Yes, it, it, that's my opinion on life. Yeah, and it's all right. Like if you're like, because people get you know sometimes I'll get you know attacked for saying college is you know not necessarily the route you know everybody should take. But I'm not saying people shouldn't go to college. I'm saying make sure you're pursuing your dreams. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. I'll have girls slide up and be like, I want to be a fucking nurse, you psycho, and I'm like. I'm not telling you to come sell insurance. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you to make sure you want to be a nurse and it's not your, your parents that want you to go be a nurse or, yes, or, yeah, yeah. or just this, this social conditioning of the world, just making you feel like, you know, you can't go be an astronaut or you can't go be, you know, you know, that the head, you know, neurological surgeon of some, you know, major, major medical facility or, or whatever the fuck you want to be. Go be a magician. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Like you getting, you, you making 80 grand being a travel nurse or, or whatever, you know, isn't gonna isn't gonna give you a level of happiness that you think it's gonna give you if truly deep down you want to be some type of magician or or escape artist or who knows? Yeah, you, know, you want to own yeah, an axe yeah. throwing facility? Who, who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Exactly. I'd rather die on that than die on you know having to answer you know to somebody else's dreams. There's, you're always gonna have to answer to somebody. So I don't tell people it's like you know everyone has to work for somebody. You know what I mean? The yeah. only the only time you don't have to work for somebody. Is when you have so much fucking money that you don't have to pick up your phone. You know yes, I mean? yeah, it's total. It's all optional. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's all. So it's like even as like I I I've made a lot of money, but I have to answer my phone. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Your your financial freedom. You know what I mean? Like your freedom truly corresponds with your uh, ability to say no. You know what I mean? Yes. If you can one hundred percent say no, then you are one hundred percent free. But if you can't, like I look at Joe Rogan as somebody that's like, pretty like he's pretty close to like. Yeah, hundred percent free. Like that level, you know what I mean? It's like, and he's not a billionaire, but it's like your, your desire, corresponds with like whatever your desires are, your needs corresponds with, whatever income or whatever it is you need. That's that's what's going to determine your ability to say no. So like for for if it's you need fifty grand a year, 
and that's it, yeah. then once you've attained that and you've set up a, a life and a system where you're getting that, you can say no to everything else. You know what yes, I mean? so exactly. Like, you get to start. I think he makes a hundred mil, but it's like, yeah, know, that's his level of no. You know what I mean? Where he's like in a position now where it's like he does what he has to do, but outside of that, if he wants to say no, he can say that's he had that's a 100% free. He had a great quote talking to some comedian on the, uh, an episode that I liked where he was like, after you paid your bills, you got your family covered, is gas in your car. It's money's fun coupons. Yeah. Like stop trying to like, uh, think that you're going to get to a level where it's like, you know, I have enough. Like, it's like, if you, if you, if you're covering all your stuff, you got some, you got stuff put away for your future, your kids, if you have kids, it's like on, like it's there for, for using, for enjoying and experience, like travel the world, help the needy, whatever it is. that's going to like put light a fire under your ass. Yeah. That's, uh, it's kind of the same thing. It's like once you have what you need, yeah. Then you get to start making the decisions that you want to make. You get to yeah, start being facts. like, I yeah, I want to, I want to go to Paris. I want you know whatever yeah. it is, that kind of stuff. Yeah, facts. Anything else on your mind? We're a little over an hour. Yeah, I was gonna say. I hope we're not going too long for you there. No, no, no this no. is a blast. I mean, uh, not much. If I could plug plug the socials, plug that's everything. a big thing. Plug uh, everything you want to plug. There we go. I mean, uh, check out the social media right now. I gotta change the name. I understand. It's uh, at Two Bike Stevens. It was I made it before I yeah was a comedian. It was like a childhood nickname. But if you just search Eric Emerson on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I'll come up in yeah. there. Um, TikTok now, which it's, you know nobody's dream. No, you know no comedian's dream is TikTok or whatever. But <laughs> it helps all the likes and shares and stuff like that really do help because that's what gets like clubs to notice you. Yeah. If a club thinks that you can fill the seats. That's the like a big selling point right now. So that kind of stuff is good. And then uh, YouTube, like check out the clips. My website will be updated soon with like upcoming shows. So come on out. Those are the big things. Dope. Anything yeah. else? I think that's it, man. Dope, bro. I got something. Uh, I always give one of the guests, you know what I mean, something. So I got something back in the office for you. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, got you, brother. So I think we're, think we're good. So I don't know what episode this is. We got to be up to like 50-something. But... Let's go.